And thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Radio Ear Network, and I'm your host, Julie Salant, and this is Motivation Addict on Society Bites Radio, social interaction for the mind and soul. Hey, everyone. Julie Salant from Motivation Addict. Today on the show, I have an amazing communicator. Her name is Sandra Mendelson. Sandra is a channel of consciousness via the animal world, an animal communicator, an author, a blogger, and a speaker. She brings forth and shares information and insights from the animal kingdom to assist humans in expanding their awareness of their own inner wisdom, multi-sensory gifts, and connection with all life. She began facilitating deeper understandings between humans and non-humans as an evolution of her work in human and animal nutrition and healing as a certified polychromatic light therapist and equine photopuncture therapist and health coach. Sandra's first book, We Walk Beside You, Your Animal Messages for an Awakening World, was released in October 2017, along with a deck of animal message cards, and was an Amazon bestseller and winner of the 2018 Equus Film Festival Winnie Award for the Best Equine Spiritual Literary Work. She has also completed her first and second children's book, The Secrets of the Animals in Your Amazing Neighborhood. I know that you're going to love this discussion when we talk about animal consciousness and how they speak to us and what misconceptions we have and how they can help us moving forward. So enjoy today's show with Sandra Mendelson. show everyone this is julie salant from motivation addict today i have a very special guest for you her name is sandra mendelson she is a channel of consciousness via the animal world an animal communicator author blogger and speaker and she's amazing we've spoken offline i just love speaking with her she's actually her first book we walk beside you animal messages for an awakening world was released uh, along with the Deck of Animal Message cards under the same name, and it was an Amazon bestseller and winner of the 2018 Equus Film Festival Winnie Award for Best Equine Spiritual Literary Work. And she also has a children's book, The Secrets of the Animals in Your Amazing Neighborhood. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. As it happens, I have in my hands, it just arrived by mail today, book two, of the secrets of the animals what's up down on the farm so we now have at least two-thirds of the trilogy done (laughs) wonderful congratulations (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) she sandra is pretty cool because she has spoken to not just domestic animals she's spoken to tigers and elephants and lions and camels you call yourself a channel of animal consciousness yet you also do animal communication sessions can you explain to the audience what the difference is? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, we all, t- and a lot of people are realizing they can communicate with animals. It is uh, a universal ability that we all have to receive information in various different ways through our six sensory abilities from animals. What happened first, ironically for me, was messages coming from animals that at first were in front of me and then like not at all. They were completely telepathic and water buffalo and sacred cows in India. And all I could do was write this down. I was passive. You know, animal communication is a back and forth. Uh, Usually problem solving is at the root of it. And typically a human starts the conversation. This was completely driven by the animals where, you know, these things would come through and I'd write them down. And then the next day I'd look at what was on the paper and call my mom and go, Ma! And she's like, mm-hmm. relax, that's not you. Yeah, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, but you're not that funny. And you're smart, but you're not that wise. So, so it was great to have somebody validating. There's no way you could have made this up. So, but, you know, channeling is, it literally comes through you. you. You barely have a recollection of what was said. That's why you got to write it down. Yes. So, um, and, and it's really for all humanity, as opposed to animal communication tends to be, you know, one animal at a time for one person at a time. So, yeah. I, I love that you do this and we're kind of like soul sisters on this because I just, I think <laughs> this is just really fascinating work. And um, what the listeners need to know is if you do not have this ability, uh, the animals, as Sandra will attest, they are very uh, smart. They are master teachers, but they are very clear on what they want to tell us. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, Sandra, for the listeners that don't have this experience? Sure. Um, you know, because they are not trapped, if you will, in the human experience, they have a perspective that is so helpful to us. I always start with the most obvious thing. Imagine, especially women, if you can, going through your entire life without ever once looking in a mirror, how different your self-concept would would be, how the self-criticism would drop, and how your focus would not be on the external. So if you just take that very one concept, you, you can understand why animals, have, they see beyond the veil. They see beyond this form. It's irrelevant. Yes, we each came into these forms to learn lessons that you could really only learn in that form. As a skunk said, you know, what he's learning as a skunk, you know, next time he may be a walrus or a porpoise or whatever. Um, So there are many, I mean, I could think of at least 10 things off the top of my head that makes the animal perspective so helpful for us. So in addition to not identifying with their bodies, um, they see this web of life that runs between all living things. Scientists like Lynn McTaggart call it the field or the grid. Um, Only humans can't see this grid that connects all things. So if you could imagine taking an action or having a thought and seeing how it immediately ripples through the web and affects others, that would change you dramatically. And animals do see that. Um, they've also never isolated as to, you know, we humans think that we're alone and we're isolated. So animals, on, in contrast, can give you their own personal experience, but they are forever and always connected to all of their kind. Mm-hmm. And 
all other living things. So if they are, and I, I say this with like a big, you know, disclaimer, if they are evolved enough, one can speak for all. Mm. Really important point for everybody to, to know. Not all of anybody is the same. You're going to get a bunch of animals that are going to run by you and have nothing to do with you. And then there are others that, as they've told me, are, you know, headlining this effort, you know, partnering with humans, coming out, stepping forward, showing us by example what they want us to know about, you know, you see these odd animal friendships, for example, between a lion and a deer, and it's not pregnancy or oxytocin that causes that. And they're trying to show us that you can love and care for anyone you choose, that choice overrides instinct no matter how long that instinct has been there and how strong it is. But again, remember, they're all at different levels of consciousness. Each one is a soul on its own unique path. So I could go on and on, but I'll talk your ear off. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I they, love that. And have, I, yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yep. We believe that we're all one. But why can't humans see that, do you think? And animals can. <sighs> you know... I keep asking the animals like the horses who are just so incredible, you know, how can we, we be more like horses? And they're like, the question is not for you to be like us, you know, to come into form as a human quote, the skunk, it's complicated. You have to be ready for it and you have to have your senses dumbed down. So, right. But mm -hmm. to be human means we have the ability if our intention is high to create reality that benefits all. So maybe we don't have that relationship where we can just hop in and out of our bodies so easily, like geckos have told me they do, and elephants and horses. You know, it is not a size thing. We humans are, have a much denser 3D form, you know, and our, so we believe what we see. So we're like, oh, I can't leave my body. But you know what? To accept that we are here learning what you can only learn as a human and that our soul chose this. You know, I'm mm -hmm. here in my little personality, you're there in yours and with all of our stuff and we're, we're working that through. So, mm -hmm. so the idea is the, all the animals keep coming through with information on how we can be more like ourselves, you know, to step away from the media and the mass messaging and the programming and to get out in nature and listen yes. to our hearts. You know, I have to tell you that this week, this weekend, Sandra, mm -hmm. I went out to um, a beach that's close to me where there are alligators and all kinds of crane and blue heron. And there were 11 osprey fishing and it was amazing. And it was it was so wonderful to be disconnected from the phone and the computer and in real life, if you will. And the animals mm -hmm. just felt like they were almost giving a show like you've given us a little bit of, um, you're seeing us, right? I think they, everybody wants to be seen and every soul is different. And I think that that's, mm -hmm. that's what they want. They want to be recognized that we are all individual. Yes. There's a collective of us. There's like a collective of humans, but I'd love it if you could maybe explain a little bit about the misconceptions that we have about them and what have we misunderstood well, I can just throw a couple of things right at you, uh, you know, off the bat. Um, fighting. 
we see animals fighting. Of course, we humans love sensationalism. And so there could be one, like a plane crash. One plane crashes out of thousands. One animal fight ensues. And we always tend to think it's a territorial or a uh, fighting over a, a, a female, you know, or a partner that's at issue. And what lions have made very clear to me, and swans, I could, two very different species, lions told me each member of the pride has a different responsibility. Some are best at determining what is the best prey, others um, on uh, where's the best place to sleep, and others um, actually are best at negotiating disputes between them. So when one of them does not hold up their end of the bargain the, or their role, the entire pride suffers and a fight will ensue. And the winner of the fight, we think it's all physical, but they say it's energetic as much as it is physical. So the one that wins is more evolved, right? Oh. Is more of a, of a leader. Yeah, they say the, the battle is as much, quote, an energetic one as it is physical, but physical is all you humans see. Wow. And Swan said, Swan said that fighting over, they don't fight over food. Um, that they mentioned two reasons why fights ensued. One of them is when they, the relationships are, if you will, meant to be right? preordained. Right. And so right. when one goes to ego and tries to challenge what is and what is supposed to be, there will be a fight. And they also said that fighting can occur when pollution affects their brains and there is aberrant behavior that results. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Actually, yeah, that the pollution, uh, pollution really gets to them. And then there's one other thing that blue whales and other species have made very clear to me. Remember that one thing again. Animals in their natural environment experience their brain signaling, sorry, back and forth with the energy of their environment. When we remove them from that, their brains no longer signal back and forth. Right. You take mm. a, a anything, a polar bear or, or whatever, and you wonder why it's slamming its head against the wall in a zoo. And they say, oh, mental illness exists in animals. We have done that. We yes. have prevented the normal signaling of the brain, that oneness thing, all energy back and forth with the environment. So so fighting is in and aberrant behavior. We have completely misread. Um, I mean, little silly things that, you know, I didn't even know. Um, when you see a, how many people think that when a raccoon comes out during the day, it's rabid. Yes. A lot of us still do. I was one of those people that did. And they said, no, you know, there, some of us don't have refrigerators. Did you ever wake up hungry? <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny the way they showed up. Um, but, it, but, and then I had to Google it. Um, other things, you know, Google's really great. Um, you know, when I would hear things, oh, you know, something as simple as, okay, I'm telling, I'm chatting with this squirrel and talking about this beautiful place I went with a lake. And he's like, don't tell me about the lake. And I'm like, why not? He goes, because I can't swim. And sure oh. enough, I, go I Googled it and they say squirrels typically do not make it to the other side of a body of water, you know, even a small lake. So they really like to avoid the water. They're not good swimmers Did, so those know are that. just a couple <laughs> yeah i didn't either so those are just um you know oh one more i got for you dive bombing birds this is a huge one and i feel so badly for the birds because they're so misunderstood when you are if you are 
dive bombed by a bird. It is not because they're protecting their nest, unless, of course, you're sitting there, you know, trouncing the nest. It is, believe it or not, because the birds know that there's something off for you in your life. And they're trying to get your attention, pull you into the moment. But think about it. These are wild birds. So as they say, our ways, our methods appear crude to you. And you would never make the association that something is off and that we can tell that it's off in your life. And so I've actually engaged in conversations with people that were dive bombed by birds. And I let them talk. And then they started talking about how messed up things there were with their son. And I'm listening going, Oh, birds were right. You know, that wow. they, you know, they tried to focus your attention on the beauty of the moment, you know, when you're in your head. And that's what happens when somebody gets dive bombed by a bird. It's because they're struggling and the birds yes. are trying to say, you know, yeah, you know, yes. notice the moment, be here now, look at the beauty around you, look up at the sky. So, yeah. That's <laughs> fascinating. That's fascinating. And oh my goodness, that's fascinating. And Something that um, Sandra had sent to me was about camels on burdens and perception. I'd like to just read, paraphrase this a little bit. I don't want to read the whole thing, just a, a tiny bit of it um, that will be helpful for people. Uh, and it said, burdens are in the mind only. Something to accomplish? Well, that's your road to satisfaction when you complete it. You see, it's all how you spin it and what side of the image you focus on. Focus on a burden and you will tire. Focus on a possibility for self or others and you will be energized. That's amazing from camels. Well, yes, because when have we ever thought that a camel would, would intentionally choose the way he or she looks at what they do, which is to drag human stuff around all the time and humans. So the fact that... So much of the animal kingdom came through with how they choose their thoughts and their attitude. And I was like, whoa, you know, I think that may, if I had to distill it down to one thing, that's what blew my mind the most and continues to, except I've become more accustomed to it. How conscious they are, how intentional they are. Wow. Somebody had told me once, another communicator, that when you go to, if you go to the zoo or you see horses, working in cities, which I absolutely hate, um, that instead of you sitting there saying, oh, man, I feel so bad for you. Oh, I wish I could, you know, I wish this wasn't happening to you. I think it was Lyons that had said to, to the communicator, this is not helping us. All we need from you is to say, I give you love. I send you love. I send you healing. And I've kind of adopted that. Do you think that that's a wise way to go about if you see an animal in distress? Obviously, I'm talking about not distress as if mm -hmm. it's, you know, you know, really, really, I'm talking about if they're in a zoo and they're, you know, they're, we're thinking that they're separated and they're alone. They're not in the wild where they should be. What are your thoughts on that? Sending them Julie, love. That is one of the best, one of the best questions that anyone has asked because it is so far reaching. I mean, right now, the Amazon is still burning. Okay. <sighs> Enough said with that. Right. I have spoken with animals in all different stages from, I mean, what choice do they have when they're in a factory farm and they're going to be, right, they're, they're, they're in a concentration camp. They're constantly inject, injected. They can't turn around. I mean, it's horrific. So they have no choice but to surrender to the moment. And there's that one, you know, brave soul that will jump off a truck, you know, and, and, yeah. and run away from the impending doom. Um, and I had an orangutan come through a few weeks ago saying 
the world is weeping. In other words, mm. so many of us are waking up to what, and I can't even say it without getting choked up because it does affect me deeply, to what we have created. Mm-hmm. And the heaviness yeah. for these animals is unbearable because they are so energetic, they can feel what we feel across the globe. I was taught this orangutan was in Borneo. Remember the grid, remember the oneness. We may not be able to feel it consciously, but they do. Mm-hmm. And then the wildest thing for them to say, you know, you want to help us see mm-hmm. our populations thriving, which is mm-hmm. right, send them love. Yep. And yep. here's the kick, here's the hard part find joy in your own life because you raise vibration. And I have to tell you, this is probably the hardest thing for me, for all that the animals have shared about the the power and the importance of human joy and the ripple effect and what they, the animals feel from that. And yet when you look at all this stuff and you're trying to evolve, I got to tell you something. I I don't know about you, but I'm not like Susie cream cheese all the time, you know, Right. right. I work at it. I'm trying, so you hit the nail on the head, send love. And like the elephant said, most, this is the trick. This is the, it all distills down to the most effective change occurs from a light place. The elephants who do energetic work do not do it all the time. They look for an opening for change and only do energy work then so hello humans you can't change everything <laughs> and number two right oh, oh my goodness yes. there's so much to yes. from that. I'm like is that really what you do <laughs> and yes. and then for us is we gotta go high we gotta stop what you're doing and raise your vibration what a hippo said to me is even in your attempts to make the world a better place like volunteering or whatever if you are not laughing enjoying it then switch to something else otherwise you are lowering lowering your vibration and that of everything and everyone around you very very hard for people so that's why you know when it distills back to that self working on self the animals really highlight that you know they really get it give so much mm -hmm. they and they get it because they feel us because they feel our thoughts and our intentions rippling out across the planet and i would like to say this that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome, mm-hmm. Sandra. I mean, you know, I, um, in this day and age, and I'm not, I don't talk politics on the show because I don't like politics, period. I don't care which party it is. There's so much junk going on. The Amazon, right? Need we say more? There's so much bad stuff in the world. So everybody's got all this stuff swirling around them all the time. The animals keep it simple, right? We want to bring back the joy in our lives to raise the vibration. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to know more about a guest on our show, please contact me at jsalant5 at outlook.com. That's J-S as in Sam, A-I-L-L-A-N-T as in Tom, 5 at outlook.com. And remember, stay present, step into your power, and never give up on your dreams.